This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Negotiations on an infrastructure package took a turn last week with the Biden administration countering a Republican offer and Senate negotiators saying the administration still hasn't gone far enough. The Biden administration on Friday slimmed down its infrastructure proposal to a $1.7 trillion package, but a group of Senate Republicans balked at the figure, saying it is still too high. At one point, leaders hoped to move an infrastructure package through the relevant House committees before Memorial Day, something that isn't going to happen with that being just a week away. Illinois Republican Darren LaHood is on the House Ways and Means Committee, one of the panels that will take a look at a bill once it's produced. He says no matter how a package is funded or how big it might end up being, there needs to be guardrails around the money. Every nickel and dime that we take from taxpayers to go in for infrastructure, whether it's through the federal gas tax or vehicle miles travel or some type of user fee, we got to put it into a lockbox and make sure that it gets spent on infrastructure. Many of my constituents, I have concerns when you give money to the federal government, and it goes into some big black hole and never gets spent on roads and bridges back in their district, putting this money into a lockbox, making sure that the money is only spent on infrastructure. Again, we have an obligation and responsibility to do that, and that has to be part of an infrastructure bill. There's more from LaHood, including thoughts on climate and trade policy, in this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Also online today, our Washington Week Ahead takes a look at the infrastructure and budget news expected out of D.C. this week. Drought conditions across the country are leading to some producers making some management decisions on the fly to adapt to the weather. AgriPulse's Ben Nully spoke to one of those growers and has more. Drought conditions in North Dakota are forcing one farmer to switch wheat acres to corn. Paul Anderson grows a variety of crops in western North Dakota but says last week's rain has come too late for his wheat crop. We're looking at, you know, half a crop and at these prices it doesn't, uh, generate as much money as what what a corn crop potential looks like right now with the corn crop prices where they're at. He says this is the first time in almost 30 years he won't be planting wheat to harvest. Anderson says he's trying to do the best he can with the soil moisture available. We do use uh, strip till just ahead of our row crop planter and uh, we don't let the ground dry out so we're being very careful about that. We're pulling up uh, with a strip-till bar in front of me on the corn and myself on the corn planter. We'd pull up uh, a little bit of moisture to get the the corn started and use the row cleaners to push the dry dirt away and and tuck that corn seed into uh, moist dirt. Anderson says his normal crop rotation consists of at least 50% wheat, 25% corn, and 25% soybeans and other crops. This year, he says roughly 80% will be corn acres. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, AgriPulse wrapped up its deep dive podcast series with a look at the folks working on the ground to produce and sell the biofuels making their way into gas tanks in the U.S. and around the world. The early days of growth in the biofuels business was driven by a key demographic, says former House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson. And, and part of the reason hasn't always successful, because the farmers bought into it. And the farmers became 100% believers that this is this is a way to get the marketplace straightened out, to get rid of their surpluses. And so they invested their money, got behind it, created this marketplace, and it worked. 
But issues with production capacity and policy instability have caused some tough times in the industry in the last decade and more. Uh, but obviously it was like anything else, uh, when it's a shiny new thing, that everybody is out there trying to get into it. Listen to episode 5 of our deep dive on biofuels as well as the rest of the series on agripulse.com or your favorite podcast app. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.